Hello, hello. Welcome to Feels Like Flow. I'm Brianna Cullen, and this show is designed to help you be more creative, productive, and fulfilled in your work life. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Long ago, in a career that feels really far away, I thought that I wanted to work in production the very glamorous world of production in the entertainment industry. I say glamorous with air quotes because it didn't turn out that way at all. More on that later. But during this time, as I was looking to move from some freelance work into potentially going full-time in production, I had a friend who was able to set up an informational interview with me or you know, basically a, a casual conversation with someone who was a lead producer on a major talk show. And so I drove to the set. I think it was on the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank. And I was super nervous. There's something about going to one of the big studios that feels like a real deal, Los Angeles. And I went to meet with this producer and she was really welcoming. She was the sister-in-law of a really close friend of mine. And so she was totally willing to meet with me and talk about different roles in production on her show and really kind of helped me get started. And she talked to me about, okay, so what experience do you have so far in production? And I had been working on advertising shoots for about a year on and off. And I had worked my way up from production assistant to production coordinator. And so I shared all this with her. And then at the end of the conversation, basically what she said to me is, look, Your humility is very likable and I dig it, but you're going to have to cut it out. And what she meant is that in the entertainment industry, and this is true anywhere, people want to know what we have to bring. And most of all, they want us to have confidence in our skills and in our passion. And they want to know that we are ready to jump in, get going, figure things out, and that we believe we have the skills to do it. And that goes further than any actual line items that we jot down on our resume, which brings me to another story in a different world, in a different career. But in my corporate career, I have done a lot of different things within one particular big consulting firm. And so over the years, I worked with a lot of different leaders and those leaders often send people to me who are feeling a little bit lost in their career. So people who maybe have been doing a good job, climbing up the corporate ladder, performing well, but aren't quite sure that they're on the right path and are thinking like maybe they want to do something different, but they're not exactly sure what it is. And so I have a lot of leaders who are often sending me these people saying, hey, you know, you should you should really talk with Brianna. And so about two years ago, I had one of these conversations with someone and she was very high performer, about to get promoted up to the next level of leadership and really did not want to be doing this work anymore. She wasn't exactly sure what else she wanted to do and an acquaintance put us in touch. And so we had a conversation and one of the questions that she asked 
really surprised me. She said that she had pulled my resume down off of the corporate intranet site and she saw that I had project management experience and she asked me how I got that experience because she was thinking that she might be interested in project management. And it was such an interesting question to me because aside from the very technical project management skills where you can go and get a certification and it's like this very step-by-step process, the kind of project management that I think most people are more familiar with is really learned through managing projects in a job. And she absolutely had this experience from what she had been doing for over 10 years in her career. She had been managing teams, managing client relationships, had a lot of deliverables. It was a very technical and relationship-based field. And she absolutely had project management experience. And so it surprised me that she was asking that because I could see how she could translate her experience into those same words on her resume. And those two things I think really go hand in hand that we need to cut it out when we are coming at something with too much humility. And I am as guilty of this as anyone. And we need to be willing to translate the skills and the experience and the knowledge and the background that we have into whatever work we want to do next. And of course, there are jobs where you need very specific qualifications and credentials. If you want to deliver my baby, I want you to have gone to medical school. But so many more of us these days want to bring, again, our background and our skill set and our qualifications, but even more so ourselves and who we are and our gifts and our innate purpose to something new. We want to bring all of our qualifications from one area into a new field or a new area. And we do this thing where we downplay our ability. Going back to production, one thing that might surprise a lot of people about the entertainment industry is that education and qualifications have very little bearing on getting hired for most of the roles within the entertainment industry. Again, sometimes there's a more niche skill set or technical skill set that you need to have. For example, we have a friend who was the lead set designer for Modern Family, and she absolutely had a master's degree in set design. She was incredibly qualified and talented and skilled in that particular skill set. But many others get going through on the job experience. My husband became a movie trailer editor, and he did go to a really small two-year film school, but he didn't go to USC film school, which is what most people think you need to do to get into the LA entertainment industry. Instead, he was willing to start as a production assistant and work his way up and grab opportunities as they appeared and just do a good job at whatever was thrown at him. So I mentioned this because on last week's episode, we talked about not delaying your start by getting more education or thinking that you have to get more education or certifications. If you really need those, or if it will really help you level up or build mastery, go for it. But for those jobs where it's not completely necessary, often the best attitude to have is, I can learn how to do this. I can learn how to do anything. I just need a chance. Sometimes we just need to give ourselves a chance. 
I have a really good friend who was the executive director of a nonprofit for a long time. And we have this inside joke between us that I'm now going to let you in on and I want you to use it. But at one point in her tenure there, she was interviewing interns for a role and she got this application that essentially said, I can do this, call me. The person neglected to include the phone number. And so you don't want to go that far. You want to believe I can do this, call me. And you also want to include your contact information. But since then, my friend and I have joked so often, she has been with me through many of my career changes. And whenever my confidence has waned or you know I haven't been so sure of myself, she always reminds me, you can do this. I can do this. Call me. And I really think that is the attitude we need. And I also want to say that there can very often be a gender component to this. And of course, you know, every gender stereotype does not apply to every man and woman, but very often men are more willing to throw their hat in the ring for a job that they are maybe 60% qualified for. Whereas women, and there's been research about this, women may be completely qualified and they think that they still need more experience, more chops, more mastery before they feel really like they're an authority, like they're a qualified candidate. I think it was in Cheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, where she wrote about how in a business school seminar that she was in for the women in the business school, they were having a lot of conversations about imposter syndrome. And someone there made a joke about, you know, what do the men talk about in their seminar? And someone in there said, how to cope when you're the smartest person in the room. And that is a joke and a stereotype, but one that I have found very true in my career, working for a lot of very confident, capable male leaders and fewer female leaders. And the female leaders that I worked for were just as capable, just as confident, just as dynamic, of course, and sometimes more so, but there weren't as many of them. And I think a big part of that is that we're not always willing to throw our hat in the ring. And so I think it's really important to ask ourselves, and this is what I'm going to leave you with, what does it take to be the person who wants the ball? I think that that is such a fascinating metaphor, but when you think about a basketball player like Michael Jordan, who wants the ball. He wants the opportunity to take the game winning shot. And I think a lot of us would say like, Oh, I like, I don't want that to be on me. What if I miss? What if I lose this for the team? But we have to remember that we are the star in our own life and wanting the ball, wanting the opportunity is half the battle. And I think what it takes to be the person who wants the ball is belief in yourself and the ability to find some joy in just the attempt, to find the joy in the striving toward your potential. And that comes through knowing that you will be on your own side, even if you miss the shot that you will be in your own back pocket, encouraging yourself and 
seeing how you can learn and keep going even when you miss the mark, even when you throw your hat in the ring and you don't get the job or you don't ace the opportunity. So that is it for today's show. So let's all cut the humility and understand that the world really needs your gifts and it needs you to bring them forward in a way that we can recognize them and be willing to take the ball and want the ball, want the opportunity to win the game. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you again next week. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you have no idea where to start with figuring out what type of work you might enjoy, I created a free guided meditation to help you tune your filter so you can start seeing clues and opportunities all around you. I'll put a link in the show notes. Listening to this meditation feels like the opposite of work. I hope you love it.